Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for our church beginning of this year. Lord, we pray that your word will be strength to us. It would be food to us this morning. We pray, O oh God, as it sustains us. I pray that our hearts are ready to receive what you have for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Okay, let's turn our Bibles, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version, ESV. Any New Year's resolution in the house? Apart from the obvious, you know, lose weight, join the gym. Really? Are, are these not on the obvious? No? Take up knitting? Sure. No? And without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible, I want you to underline that word, impossible to please God. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him, for whoever would draw near to God must first believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. I want to concentrate on the first part of this verse this morning. And he says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Okay? It is good for us to be full of love and full of hope. A people of love and people of hope because we give people other, other people hope. We give people other people love. But faith, our faith is so important. If we are struggling in our faith, we will struggle to have a relationship with God. That is what it says here. And without faith, it's not possible. It is impossible to please Him. And somebody says that faith is the currency of God. Okay? And I've used that analogy before. You can't go to Ireland, for instance, and use rupees. Yeah, you can't. You, you can try. You can't. I've got a number of rupees right now sitting in my, in my bedside um, drawer. Yeah? My corner shop refuses to take it. Because it's rupees, it's actually worthless. And you say, but yeah, there's thousands of rupees there. There's a lot of money there. But it is worthless. It is worthless for us to have a relationship with God that is without faith. And 
I want to say statement now without being or sounding critical, because that's not my heart, certainly not for our church, but in regards to the church universally, in this day and age, we have become a people that want to take care and care for people. And I'm not saying that is wrong to take care of other people, to look after other people. But we have diminished being men and women of faith. And I don't know if you agree or you disagree with that. The term men and women of faith, some people don't even know what that means. Men and women of faith is what the world is crying out. People that would stand and stand and believe something that is worth it. In the midst of trials and tribulations, in the midst when some stuff are going wrong, we will stand by it. And without faith, we will not make it in 2023. Our, our life as a believer is going to be wavering. Faith, we've talked about it for years, and I'm sure if you've been part of the church, you've heard messages on faith over and over and over again. But I want to ask a question following that this morning, and I want you to reflect on that question. And it is a question that I have asked myself, and I've been asking myself that in the last month or so, and I do that quite occasionally. And this is the question. Are you in love with Jesus? Are you in love with Jesus? And it's not the same as, are you in love with the church? And it's not the same as, are you in love with serving the teas and the coffee? And it's not the same as, are you in love with the songs? Or turning up on a Sunday morning? Are you, am I in love with Jesus? Have you realized and I've realized that any relationship takes time to work? Can I get an amen? Does relationship take time to work? But the funny thing about relationship is, is the longer you are in a relationship, it does get easier and better, but there are other facets of the relationship that you've got to work at and you work with. In other words, you have to carry on working. 
The Bible puts it this way. It says, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Are you in love with Jesus? It takes me to prayer I was talking about earlier this morning. That communion with God, our time with God, is down to prayer. When you talk about prayer, what comes into your mind? And you talk about being in love with someone, what comes into your mind? What comes into your mind? What do you want to do when you are in love with someone? Come on, you people, talk to me. Spend time with them. You said that. What did you say? Support? Yeah. What else? What else do we do when you love someone? Intimacy. See, all these things are they're there for us. They reflect our love. They reflect how we are with that person. If we put that in the context of our relationship with God, what does that look like? What does that look like? I am in love with Jesus. What does that look like? Surrender, security, getting to know him. See, our love for Jesus should drive us into a place of intimacy. It's not the fact that we need to do more. It drives us into a place of intimacy. It drives us into a place wanting and willing to be with him. And wanting to spend time with him. That is not something that is forceful. That is not something that I should be stressed about. It's something that comes naturally to me if I am in love with that person. Of Jesus Christ. And I believe this morning that God is calling us 
irrespective of how long we've been a believer, irrespective of how, what we believe, irrespective of what we do in the life of the church even, that we get to spend time more with him. And I'm a very practical person, and sometimes at times my preaching is very practical, because I believe that without the practicality of application of the word of God, it's useless. What does that look like in your life? Spending time with Jesus in your life, what does that look like? What does that look like in making time for him? Because that is what it's all about. And I'm sure if we go around the room, we will know that all our lives are different. We have different jobs, we do different things, and we have different responsibilities that we have throughout the week. However, I can guarantee this, I can guarantee that we all have time if we make time. Can I get an amen on that? That is true because I know that for me. I sometimes do some things and I'm thinking, mm, I've just wasted a couple of hours doing that. That's actually got me nowhere. Like watching repeats of Only Fools and Horses. I love it. But it takes two hours of my time sometimes because it's there in the background. I'll be honest. One, of a, one hour of that could have taken me into the presence of God. One hour of that could have taken me into a place of intimacy. David Yonkicher said this, you could remove the powerful preaching from our church and he would still continue. You could remove the administration of pastoral care through the cell group system and the church would still continue. But if you remove the prayer life of our church, it would collapse. Reynold Bonke said this, when you do business with people, you need money. When you do business with God, you need faith. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but my faith needs to be built. My faith needs to be strengthened. My faith needs to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Because we have an enemy out there that do not want us to proceed forward. There is a world out there that needs saving. How are we going to have such a perfect strategy 
And I hear people talk about strategy. And I'm not against it. Hear me out. But I believe that for something to happen supernaturally, it happens through prayer. Prayer is the backbone and should become the backbone of your life, of your family, and of church. And I'm preaching this to myself. What does prayer do? Prayer regenerates a love for God. It's like being plugged into a power source continuously. Your battery do not run empty. That's what prayer does. Prayer is a source that connects you to the national grid 24-7. Prayer is there not as a sense of emergency. How many of us have prayed out of emergency? Lord, help me out. I am in trouble. And the last prayer was about maybe six months before that where I had a six months of great time, of great time with God, of up on the mountain celebrating how God is good and how he's been good to me and how he's been faithful. But we cannot be people that functions out of emergency. We have to be people that are active, proactive, and not reactive. Can I get an amen on this? Because otherwise what happens is we are functioning on a non-relational basis. How would you feel if somebody calls you out of nowhere? Helen, tomorrow morning you get a call. Helen, I need you to help me. Oh, it was, a, it was a, a friend from you. We were at school together. Helen, I need you to drop everything. You need to come and help me, and I need help right now. And I know what you would say. You're a nice person, so you probably struggle what you would say. Won't happen, would it? You know why? Not because Helen is a bad person. I'll tell you why it wouldn't happen, because there is no relational basis. There is no foundation within that relationship. And sometimes our prayers fall on dead grounds because there is no relational basis. And I want you to hear me out because it appears or sounds like God doesn't hear our prayers. God does. But everything to do with prayer is to do with the relationship 
with God. Everything that works, works within a relationship. A good business is built on good what? Relationship. Without good and solid relationship, there is nothing that works. A good marriage is built on good relationship. Everything that happens that is good comes out of a good relationship. So the better the relationship with the church, who is the body of Christ and the head of the church, who is who? Who's the head of the church? Jesus. There is a unison that is materialized. There is a unity that is constructed. There is something that comes together and that works. And God commands the blessing over those. So the first question was, are we in love with Jesus? The second one is this. Are we willing? Because God doesn't force anybody. But this is it. Are we willing to free ourselves? Because that's what it comes down to. You see, I've got my life mapped out how I want it to be. Nobody tells me how to do that. And we are all the same. Did you know that? Did you know that's true? That you fashion your life the way you want it to be. Nobody has come into your life and told you how to do that. So you have chosen that. You've chosen the set pattern, not right or wrong, it's just you've chosen that. You and Trace, together, you guys have chosen how you're going to set your life and how you're going to go about it. So, you see, the decision has to be made by you to reshuffle, to make changes, to make time. Are you willing to do that in 2023? Because if we don't, nothing will change. Nothing will change. The first thing I want to say this morning is this. What would you do differently to 2022? What would be different? What would you like differently? First Sunday of the year, it's an opportunity for us to reflect. Uh, I like what Albert Einstein said. He said that the definition of insanity is doing exactly the same thing and expecting different results. Well, we want different results in 2023. 
We want to be a people of prayer. We want to be a people that are more in love with Jesus more than ever before. That means I have got to make some adjustments. I have to take the responsibility and look at my life and say, you know what? There's some things I've got to change. There's something I've got to cut out. There's some more time I've got to add in. And again, amen? Is that, is that right? Is that right? Is that the right thing to do? If you want to get moving as a church, And it's our responsibility as a whole, as a body. You know, church doesn't just happen, just us pastors. You know that, aren't you? The body of Christ is not just pastors and leaders. The body of Christ is made of all of us. We need your input. We need you to be who you be, part of the body. We want to do a natural outreach event in the summer in this community. But it would be foolish to go without any preparation, any plan, and any prayer. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Father God, Father God, my praise that you help us. with our everyday stuff that we need to do with our life and the way we have chosen to map our life. I pray, O oh God, that you give us wisdom to make time for you. Some of us are already doing it, just need a little bit more some of us are not doing it and we need help. Some of us, oh God, are just somewhere along the line. But all of us, we just need more time with you. I pray this will not just be another sermon, another talk, another Sunday. I pray that we will be conscious of it. That we will go to our homes and we will make plans and make changes. As we pray and fast in the life of the church in the next month, Lord God, I just pray that you be with us. 
and you speak to us. That you lead us, continue to lead us by your Spirit. We pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.